for Merchant of Magic. Today we're uh, in conversation with uh, Shin Lim over in the US. Um, so I'm Dominic Reyes. And I'm Ben Williams. Ben Williams. We're going to have a little chat with um, Shin Lim about his magic, uh, his approach to magic and creativity, and also about um, some of the projects he's got lined up um, uh, coming over uh, from now and into the new year. So everyone, uh, give a warm welcome to uh, Shin Lim. Say hi, guys. Hey guys, how's it going? Uh, my name is Shin Lim. Uh, see, I've been doing magic now for, I think, seven years. Uh, I'm 23 years old. And yeah, I live in Boston. So it's pretty warm outside actually right now for, for, being, so, uh, for being November. But So you, uh, you, if my maths is right, you started when you were about 16? Mm-hmm. Yep, in high school. Okay. So, um... Let's just kick it off. What, what was your, your driving passion when you were younger? What got you into magic? Um, well, what got me into it was my older brother, he showed me the slip force. Um, but I guess what kind of drove me to like do really well was because, I don't know, I, I think I, I felt like I wasn't really doing well in anything when I was in high school. Like, I wasn't doing well in academics. I wasn't doing well in sports or anything. So I felt like maybe magic was my one way out to be special at something. And yeah, that's why I strive really hard to, to practice and like hours upon hours of in my room, <laughs> you know, just uh, practicing double lift and even flourishes and stuff. And, you know, I, you know, just all, all those hours of practicing. And finally I was able to feel like, you know, I had something, something cool to, to show people. And I think that was what really kind of drove me to practice so much. Well, to be honest, you actually your your skills with a deck of cards are, are pretty pretty hot. So uh, we were going to actually say, do you have uh, do you have any practice techniques or anything for practicing sleight of hand? Do you um, any well, one thing's for certain. Uh, I always have cards everywhere. So I have cards right here next to me. I have like a deck of cards here. I have one here. I have one on my bed. I have one in the bathroom. I have one downstairs. So I'll always have a deck of cards that's near me and I'll always be practicing no matter where I am. So that was to me, one of the reasons why I think, uh, I was able to learn at such a quick pace because I was always having a deck of cards in my hand. Now, um, that was a bad thing in the long run because I actually ended up developing um, wrist problems because I kind of overexerted it. Um, but, it it's fine now as long as I just don't do too much. But yeah, it's it's fun. It's uh, I love it. <laughs> but I guess that's one tip. That I guess that's one tip. You know, if you want to always be practicing, that's one good way to always practice is to always have cards. Would you recommend Would you recommend long sessions of practice? So going down um, or, or small small sort of. Yeah. Bit. Um. What I used to do when I was younger was literally like eight hours of just constant practicing and I think that was bad because well good and bad it was good because I was able to learn so many slides so quickly um, it was bad because uh, I was doing piano at the same time so I was pretty much using my fingers constantly and that is really bad for your wrist especially so I ended up developing actually um, carpal tunnel because of that so uh, for those of you who are practicing a lot and doing sports or playing basketball or using your hands or like weightlifting and stuff, just take it easy on the cards because that can just overwork your wrists. So um, what I do now personally, I practice for an hour 
and then I rest for an hour and I practice for another hour. Um, so that I just don't overwork it. Okay, that's good. That's good. Good advice. Good advice. But do you find you flourishing um, has a practical application other than other than sort of the fun of doing flourishing and it looking great? Do you find you can use that within the magic you present? Yeah, I get asked this question a lot actually, and um, I every time I go out and perform uh, for lay people, like um, when I'm either invited to a festival and perform, or even I guess at a private party, I always see myself doing flourishes and there's always a time for it. Um, I don't know if I can give like a set time. There's no like set formula for, oh, this is when you do a flourish. Uh, but there's always a certain time and, and, and place for it. Um, for example, actually, I just came back from China a week ago and uh, it was on, I was doing close up on stage. And there's this one moment where the manager wanted all the artists to go on stage and do something. So a close-up magician with no camera can't really do anything on stage. Um, but I decided to, to do flourishes and everyone could see it and they found it really intriguing. They're like, wow. And there was like a, one spotlight to the side. So it was really cool. It was almost like a silhouette of just cards, you know, being manipulated. And I think it was a really, really good opportunity to do that. Um, so, you know, performing a magic trick, a close-up trick on stage wouldn't have worked, but I think a flourish in that case, in that scenario, kind of uh, kind of work so yeah i was actually going to ask you about this because you do you do do a lot of performing on like close up on stage mm -hmm. actually that's the majority of my performing <laughs> so, okay so yeah. how did you get into it and actually get into that was that through yeah, like, it all started with my china tour actually um it was two years ago and uh it was like a two-month tour to all the theaters and not all it was um they're called poly theaters so they're they're really big and it was like a close-up slash parlor stage tour. <laughs> and uh, it was me, Shuragawa, and uh, Miguel Puga, and Javier. So we all did a half an hour bit. And most of them were doing parlor magic that didn't really need a camera. Um, but my, my magic did need it because I was using mostly cards. So after doing that tour, uh, a lot more other agents or managers saw me during those performances and they really liked it they really liked the idea of it and so um it's kind of new you know the whole whole like sean farquhar doing his shape of my heart and just close-up magic on stage is kind of new so i think people find that interesting and i guess that's why i'm getting booked to do it um i mean the reactions are are good so um i think while it's kind of counterintuitive i mean like i'm performing on stage which is weird um, usually you want to do it like with a group, a small, smaller group, but, uh, you know, I guess because everyone's looking at screens these days, you know, kids are always on their phones. So I guess looking at a projection screen isn't any different. Um, yeah. So. Do you have a, is it, is it a nightmare to set up or have you got any massive failure? Uh, to be honest, it's actually really easy. <laughs> it's much easier. Cause I, I, when I rehearse, I rehearse next to stage magicians. I, I mean, cause when I get booked for these things, I'm I'm usually I like I see Tina Leonard all the time. Actually, I don't know if you guys know who she is. She's a uh, she's like a stage performer. She does a broom act, I think. And she's all these stage guys. They they take like a really long time to rehearse because they have like the lighting cues and stuff and music cues. And for me, it's just play the music, make sure the camera's working, make sure projector's working, and we're all set. It usually goes for like half an hour, so it's not that bad, actually. 
or even less sometimes if I'm lucky. <laughs> cool. I know I noticed Chin, that there's a pile of there's a pile of playing cards behind. Oh, yeah. Is that kind of like modern art, or is is that? <laughs> well, it does it does look like modern art, but uh, I actually I actually stacked them up for just for the interview. But before they were just lying across my desk because I was making the flash deck switch for my friend. Um, and yeah, this is this is what it looks like. It's just a it's a box. Uh, you can't tell it's a gimmick box right now because it just looks like a real box from the outside. So flash deck switch is is your new release, isn't it? Can it's coming up. Um, I'm hoping. I'm really hoping that it comes up by Christmas time so you can get it during Christmas. Um, but you know, China and shipping and stuff. So there's a lot of things to worry about. So no, no hundred percent promises. But I'm think I'm ninety five percent sure it's gonna it's gonna happen. So so uh, can you tell us a bit about it? Yeah, it's um, it's a utility device. So it's it gives you the ability to just switch one deck for another. Um, but upon doing so, you can actually switch it back again. So okay, so let's say you're using a regular deck. You know, you perform with a regular deck for an hour or half an hour, and you know you can only perform so many impromptu effects <laughs> the regular deck of cards. So you can instantly pick up the card box, use some misdirection, or you know, I mean, honestly, even if they saw the switch in person, like if they were burning your hands, I I don't think they would see it at all because um, the the switch is really really visual. Oh, sorry, it's not visual. It's actually you can't see it. So um, so you do the switch, and then you can perform with a gaff deck or an invisible deck or a Svengali deck, and then right after you're done, you switch it back again. So it instantly resets. The moment you, switch. you, you can actually visual, switch it back and forth, back and forth. When you say visual, it, it, it you're doing it completely uh, out of cover, so you're doing it right there in front of them. Yet it's still... yeah, yeah. You, like so, let's say your misdirection didn't work. Um, in the tutorial, I recommend to do misdirection to to use misdirection just to aid you, anyways. But let's say they were burning my hand, for example, I wouldn't really worry because you can't see anything happening. All you're seeing is just. It's like it's like all I'm doing is I'm I'm just doing a risk kill with the deck. That's all they're actually seeing. Um, it's it's just it's it's invisible. I I think I guess it's like performing a get ready for a double lift, like doing a pinky cap. Like they see something going on, but they just don't really know exactly what what's happening. I know uh, Christian Engblom, who came out with a cooler a couple of years ago, yeah. turned around and said that he really really liked your idea, which is uh, which is great. Yeah. No, I uh, I, ju I just saw Christian actually uh, in China. He was performing uh, on stage as well. So he was. I don't know if he used the cooler though. I didn't get to see his his routine. But um, no, he really liked it. He really really liked it. Yeah, That's he's great. a good guy. And I think I think what I, I really like about about this version. And I don't know. Are there any other deck switches besides the cooler? Uh, there was a vodka deck switch that was brought out um, by the French Drop, I think. In, in oh yeah 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 I heard about that I heard about that yeah I think that's last year okay uh, and there was uh, there was a couple of products that had uh, like a deck switch functionality or something in it involved but uh, but nothing quite like the flash deck or the flash oh, deck all right cool yeah I uh, I think I think I like the flash deck a lot because I made it these are these are all handmade so it's not like they were produced in China or anything. Um, they're being handmade by Jeremy out in Canada, actually, and they're made by real boxes, so they look very authentic. Um, just wanted to say that. So 
I think I think that's different from the other ones that I've produced, if I'm not mistaken, because I know Christian Emblems isn't a real box. It's uh, I mean I'm not going to go into detail, but it's it's not using like the same material. Um, so it, it it that's why it looks very genuine, and I re I am not afraid to leave the gimmick box out in the open during the entire performance. Like I'm not scared for them to go, oh hey, that doesn't look like a real box. Um, yeah. So, uh, what drives you to create things? Um, I don't know. That's that's a, that's a good question. Um, I don't try to create magic. Um, I just kind of let it happen. Uh, let's see. How do I how do I put it in words? Mm, okay. So you know, like the saying, like you only live one. Every moment count. Like. Yeah. Like, I don't really believe in that because I just feel like you should let the moment come to you instead of trying to live the moment all the time. <laughs> like, and that's the same way with creating magic. Like, you shouldn't try to create as much as possible. You should just let it come to you. Um, and it happens a lot to me, like, when, when I don't even think about it, when I'm in the shower or when I'm just sitting around watching a movie, it just comes to me. I'm like, oh, I can do this with a dollar bill or I can do this with a deck of cards um or i can do this with a phone like usually um usually most of the times i'm not actually thinking about it like i'm not even thinking about cards when i come up with card like with card stuff like with the flash deck switch um i wasn't really thinking about doing a deck switch at that time i was just kind of i was looking at a Actually, no, I don't want to go into detail because that's just going to reveal the trick, so never mind. But I wasn't, I wasn't thinking about switching a de one deck for another, pretty much. And uh, that's when I came up with it. So, uh, to be honest, I think the best answer is don't think about it too much. Uh, just let it come to you. And if it doesn't, then don't force it. You know, maybe you weren't meant to create stuff. Maybe you just, you're better at performing or, you know, just, I mean, it's, everyone's better at, you know, certain things. So, no, not everyone's going to be, like, super creative. I mean, like, Kalen is like on a whole another other level. Kalen Morelli and like I, I already I already told myself I was like you know what I'm never gonna be like him because he's like way better than me. So like yeah, I, it's everyone has a different level of like creativity I think. So do you find that you tend to create um, look at a method and then create an effect for that method, or do you tend to come up with an idea or something that's cool and then build and build the mechanics to to try and put yeah. that. Well, to me, everything has everything builds from something else that's that's already been out or already been explained, and um, I think it's very important to. Well, for me, I um, I watch a lot of DVDs and I have a lot of magic tricks, or at least I used to when I was younger. I would spend thousands of dollars on tricks, and uh, that that you know that gives you knowledge, and based on that knowledge, you know later on you can create stuff and. So while I'm watching the tutorial, I kind of think to myself, okay, so like, how can I make this different? You know, how can I change it up a little bit? You know, maybe I don't like certain aspects of the trick, so how can I make it so I like it? Um, usually I don't really come up with a trick on that spot. Usually it's later, uh, like when I'm not thinking about it, and then it just pops into my head. That's usually when it happens. Yeah, but it's also, it's very important to always, you know, buy effects and, and, and watch them and that way you just gain knowledge because knowledge is, is really powerful for creation. I mean, you just, you can't really create knowing no magic at all. That's, I mean, it's hard. I mean, it's possible, but it's hard. So. Yeah. I kind of, um, I always equate it to cooking. 
Like if you if you start to learn to cook, you start to learn the basics and everything like that. And the more basic techniques you can learn, the more you can mix those techniques up to create something that's that's from your own head, essentially. So, uh, so yeah. or like medication, like if you didn't have knowledge on on certain medicines and stuff, like how could you come up with you know like the new a new type of pill that could you know you know for weight loss or something? Like you have to know some basics in order to come up with that. Um, so same with magic, I think. Yeah. So having said that things kind of just pop to you and, and everything like that, do you have an idea of what you aim to create over the next, say, decade or 10 years? Um, I'm actually, right now, I'm trying to go away from cards. <laughs> uh, and it's bad because that's the only thing I seem to be able to create so far, even with routines, like when I perform outside of the U.S. or in the U.S., um, it's always card routines. And... I'm trying my best to kind of go out of that. Trying, I'm trying to do something else, but it's hard because when you, I don't know, when when you when you start out doing something like I started out with cards, that's what I'm best at, and that's what's easy for me to create. Like if you told me to create a 10 minute act in two days, I could probably do it with cards. But if you told me to ten, come up with a 10 minute act with like billiard balls or I don't know flash paper, like I wouldn't, like I wouldn't know what to do. <laughs> Because I just have absolutely no knowledge in, in that field. So right now I'm actually trying to learn stuff that's not card card magic. Yeah. That way I can start to come up with other routines and stuff that's uh, not so repetitive. <laughs> well, Shin, for, for, for guys here that, that are watching that maybe just starting out, performing they're at that stage where they're practicing every day but they haven't taken the, the step to maybe performing to to the public um have mm -hmm. you got any advice you can give them to be honest uh, it's just practice 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 in front of an audience um because not not practice 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 in your room um because when i was younger i mean i was a horrible performer i, I still don't think I'm, I'm the best yet i still need to I'm, i've only been doing it for seven years so i just I feel like I, I wouldn't, I'm not the right person to teach how to perform correctly, but um, I can tell you that I think I've improved a lot since I first started. So, and it's, it's all been just practice as much as you can in front of people. Like anytime you find the chance to do it, just do it. I feel like, you know, the best performers have always been the ones that are super excited, you know, to perform in front of anyone that's willing to watch it. Um, one of my friends, he just started out, he's only been doing it for three years now, but he's vastly improved. And the only reason why is because he was so enthusiastic about performing for anybody. Um, and then I see some of the magicians that aren't enthusiastic, those that, that are like, oh, I don't really want to perform for Thanksgiving dinner, or I don't really want to perform for the Christmas party, you know. And those guys tend to, yes, they can be really good at sleight of hand, but then I see them perform for people and... <laughs> they can't do anything. They literally just do like, oh, you see a card, okay, I snap my hands and it changes. They just do a simple double lift. They have no routines, no persona, and honestly, that that's what makes the difference. Not not your technical skill or anything. Do you find you get nervous uh, before you're performing? Get get nervous at I, all? I used to. I used to. Uh, not anymore though. Uh, I think this it was a little recent thing. It was like a year and a half ago, and. A year and a half ago, before that, I used to get really nervous. My hands used to shake. Um, but then after after the China tour, and after being booked for a lot more performances after that, uh, I kind of found a way to relax myself. 
and maybe I can touch on that actually. Um, I realized a lot of magicians, like when they get ready, they they try to like they try to get ready by listening to music, which is okay. Um, but they move around a lot, like they pace back and forth, pace back and forth. And I actually realized that's bad because for me personally, that's what gets your blood going around your whole body. And when you get blood going around your whole body, and if you're nervous, you're actually your hands will actually start to shake because your whole body is like in exercise mode, I guess, right? Um, but if you actually just sit down on the chair and just really relax, it, it helps so much more. Even if you're nervous, your hands won't shake um, because I have no idea what it is. Maybe it has to do with the blood circulating your body. Um, but I feel like if I just sit in a chair for half an hour, then they call my name up to go. Um, and even if I'm nervous, like, I don't, I just don't feel it. Like in my head, I'm like, holy crap, I'm performing for a lot of people right now. But like my hands are, you know, they're doing, they're doing what they're supposed to do. So. No, I think that I totally agree with that. I, I used to really suffer with nerves and, uh, and have handshakes and everything. And I find like before a performance, if I'm, if I'm worried or, or nervous at all, if I just give myself like 10 minutes, sat down and I just breathe deeply. And it's all about relax. breathing as well, isn't it? Yeah. Remembering to breathe. It's remembering to breathe. Cause you know, when you get yeah. nervous, you get tense and you, you know, and your heart starts pumping this blood around, trying to milk out all the oxygen in your bloodstream. Yeah. Cause you're not breathing. Right. So, uh, so yeah, I totally agree with that. I think that's a great, great tip for everyone. So, and I think one, one more important tip was sounds kind of silly, but to me it was important because I have very sweaty hands. Um, which is actually good for card card magic, but um, if you're nervous, it becomes extra sweaty and extra oily. So doing certain moves becomes so much harder, and all of a sudden you're trying to get a break for double lift, and you just can't even you can't even find grip for two cards. And so um, what I do now is before performance, I actually wash my hands with soap very thoroughly, and that just removes all the oil and even all the sweat. So when I go up on stage, my hands is, is dry enough for, for performance. Um, so just a little tip for those who have oily hands. Yeah, that's really good, really good advice. Yeah, that's brilliant. So um, what's, what's ahead for you? What, what, how, where do you see yourself in sort of 10 years' time as far as um, um, performing? I know from, you're going to carry on creating magic and maybe move a, a little bit away from card magic. Um, but do you want to do you want to explore new avenues of performing, or are you going to carry on? Yeah, eventually, because right now I only have half an hour of, in my opinion, strong material. Um, I have more than a half an hour, of course. I have like I think two hours, but that hour, other hour and a half is just boring card magic. So I want to create like an hour and a half of just really strong mad, like a one man show sort of. Um, eventually, that's kind of my goal, and to be able to tour around with that hour and a half show um that would be my dream uh performance but of course now i, I should you know i have to do with what i have which is only half an hour um but yeah that's cool that's cool so um what would you say your biggest challenge to date has been um honestly moving away from cards actually that's my biggest challenge because i'm like i'm trying to learn like other magic whether it be like sharpie magic or uh not I'm, I'm not doing coin magic i'm trying not to do that uh let's see like money magic or even just like miscellaneous magic like trying to make a phone just like vanish just like have it here and then boom gone like there's really not that many resources out there that you know have that or that teach ways to, to vanish a phone 
or stuff like that. So, or at least not as much compared to cards. So. And mentalism. Um, but the thing is, I perform internationally a lot. So to do mentalism where they don't speak English is kind of tough. Um, I wish I, I wish I did it. Um, or, or rather, I wish I performed in the U.S. more often. So then that way, I, you know, I could do mentalism. But right now, I usually get booked to go to, to China a lot. I usually get booked to go to Spain. And so I don't speak any. I mean, I speak a little bit of Chinese, but not well enough to perform mentalism, I think. So a lot of my acts are actually silent and they're kind of synchronized to music. Um, so it's really nice. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Well, Jim, we're gonna we're running out of time now, so we're we're gonna okay. wrap. Thanks ever so much for taking the time to come and speak oh, to no us. Problem. And uh, you know that's well, great. Thank you so much for 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 grabbing me on here. <laughs> <laughs> and you know we 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 stock a lot of your products, and we get a lot of feedback about the different ones. And and um, you know, but with with the new um, the deck switch, which is coming out, we're we're super stoked about that as well. I think that's gonna. Yeah, be I, I think I think this one's my I think this one's my my best product. Uh, as of now, in my opinion, it's my favorite because uh, it's super clever. Um, you guys already know the secret. Uh, it's and I think uh, you know everything's made for you. Everything comes. You know you don't have to make anything yourself. Um, so yeah, I think I think I'm really excited for this. I, I really hope people like it. That's cool. Well, that's gonna go. That's gonna go on pre-order in the next couple of days um, here at the Magic Shop and and it, again at, at, at your favorite Magic Shop all around the world. So and again, you're looking for like a late December release date. Yeah, close to Christmas, pretty much. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Brilliant. Yep. Yeah. Thanks, Jim, and uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Um, if you've got any problems or questions at all, drop us an email over at support at magicshop.co.uk and check out the blog, which is uh, blog.magicshop.co.uk. <laughs> <laughs> <It's about to laughs> Cheers, guys. Thanks for watching. All right, thanks. Bye. 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 Bye.